0: I'm Taylor Stafford, and this is Talk Taboo. Yeah! Come on over! We ask a lot of people if they like their ass or (laughs) touch. We really are breaking down stigmas. (laughs) It's everything sex. Hello, hello. Welcome to another episode of talk taboo we are breaking down all the sexual stigmas today i'm your host taylor stafford as always um agenda for today uh this i have vacation brain i just got back from my condo in Centralish washington at lake chelan it was a great time with all the family i got really tan learned a lot of things happy to be home um this is a pretty long episode so i'm gonna keep this beginning stuff short as shit uh i just came across actually my mother came across this organization and guy in some article And I reach out to him, he's doing so many freaking cool things. His name is Race Porter. He's in Seattle. He has started a company called Heart on My Sleeve. And basically, all the money that he donates goes or that he raises goes to depression organizations, mental health organizations, people that are really trying to gain awareness. He is also giving money to Seattle children's for the PBMU, the Psychiatry and Behavior Medicine Unit. I'm super stoked about that. I think what he's doing is amazing, and I just wanted to plug his new organization on here to get it out. It's a 501c3, which means he doesn't make any money off of it. And the website is homesseattle.com. So it stands for Hard on my sleeve, seattle.com. It's fucking cool. Check it out. Donate. Buy a sweatshirt. Buy something. Support people with mental illness. Fabulous. Okay. Um, if you want to ans- ask us any questions, go on www.womanagainsttaboo.org. Or you can email us directly at womanagainsttaboo at yahoo.com. Or you can ask me directly on Instagram at I am Taylor Stafford. Or Woman Against Taboo Instagram at woman.againsttaboo. Woohoo! Knocked that out. Okay, the episode for today, so it's with my friend Eric. He is a military lawyer, and when we started this episode, I actually was on his podcast first, um, and then he came on Talk Taboo. We did an interview, He at the end you'll hear him be like, I don't edit anything out, I have no shame, and I laugh because people forget that they have, um, they get all into it when they're here, then they get off and they're like, shit, what the fuck did I just do? I am not this open, I have a career that is not accepting of this yet, and I don't want that to get in the way. So I went back through and edited everything out of the podcast that traces back to Eric so we just know his first name is Eric Um, and unfortunately I will not be plugging our podcast that we did on his podcast um, because he does not want his name out there and I respect all of those wishes. Um, We had some good conversations about fucking, about toxic masculinity, about confidence, about what the fuck else did we talk about? Where are my notes? Uh, 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 how did people used to get off in the 90s? Buttholes, threesomes, open relationships. What is it like to have sex with an attorney? We got a little off topic. Shocker. Uh, also we I recorded this on Zoom and so it got like a little glitchy in more parts than I would have liked so apologize for that. Um, but nevertheless, welcome Eric to talk taboo.
1: Hello and welcome.
2: Thank you for tuning in. We are martial law band and the music you hear comes from our souls for sure
0: they everyone loves hearing other people talk about it
2: (laughs) oh yeah uh do you listen to call her daddy
0: i have in the past
2: yeah i mean that show was like But that one is more entertainment. It's like entertainment raunchy. It's not like- For sure. But yours is informative. It's not like- sometimes
0: they like say something on there and I'm like, that is so not true. And you have so many followers. Like this is just- Like they try and do entertainment, but they'll be like, try and be like matter of fact about things sometimes. And I'm like, that's so fucking wrong. (laughs) Like don't tell everyone this. That's so false.
2: So what what uh, curveballs you got coming my way here?
0: I know I got all the curveballs. Well, I already started recording because I didn't know when to start.
2: <laughs> oh, you did!
0: But welcome to Talk Taboo.
2: <laughs> yeah, I'm excited. To, uh, I'm so
0: glad I'm to have to you here. on.
2: Can't can't you tell by my voice? I'm so excited to be here. You're no, so I am. This is fun. We know so each other for so a couple so years, and I've been been circling the podcast wagon and listening to you and hearing you grow. And I love your message, and I think that it's. I think it's one of those things where if you don't have the conversation, you're not going to get the results. So I want to give you an example of that. So, I'm going to show you something on this. I'm going to yeah. show you something which you won't be able to see. So, that is a says, com, what? Uh, Judge Advocate General's, or hold on, what's that say?
1: You're like, presented,
2: by, it it presented by the Commanding General.
1: Okay. What's so, that? in the Army
2: or in the military, this <laughs> guy, kind of, yeah. So, in the military, when you do something uh, or get recognition, what they'll do is they'll give you a coin.
1: Okay. So,
2: Apparently, what happens is when you go to these functions later on in life, it's kind of a, instead of a, uh, a uh, what's, what, what's the way to put it? Um, it's kind of like minds bigger, like whoever, like yeah, the biggest person yeah. to give you the coin, like, yeah. like, who's, like who have you gotten a coin from? Mm-hmm. So, today, so I got this coin today. I was one of seven people in my group, and, and I was the only one without a leadership position to get it. And ironically, okay. I did have a leadership position, but it's essentially just buying people t shirts. Or getting t-shirts for people, so I don't think anyone really cares. But this coin was because a couple of weeks ago, we did a Zoom, and commanding general said, does anyone have any questions? And I said, along the lines of, like, sir, would you be interested in running with some of us because, you know, with COVID, we haven't got to know everyone, and it would be nice to kind of get to know you. And he was like, yeah. And so he had uh, our commander set up uh, essentially like, three and four person run groups with him and and one of my things in life is you just i just i throw myself out there it's one of the reasons i'm on here now i have no idea what's coming i've never (laughs) i don't openly talk about sex a lot i mean it's like you know there's like the the proverbial we've all heard locker room talk that phrase was coined in 2016 but even that now i'm i'm 33 most of my friends are are married and having kids there's not really a lot the locker room talk if there was any has been replaced with like um, you know, who said their first word, or... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's cute. Everyone, I'm happy for everyone to have kids, but it's not,
0: yeah, it's yeah, not yeah. the same. Like, I think I, it's funny, like, going on, like, locker room talk, it's, besides the whole political stuff about it, which I don't want to talk about, but uh, I feel like guys think that girls don't talk like they do. <laughs> like, you guys are raunchy as shit, and girls are just as fucking raunchy,
2: usually. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, there's a, do you know who Neil Strauss is? No. Yeah, he, you like him. So he wrote the, the book, The Game. Have you heard of The Game?
0: I, I feel like I've heard of it, but I've definitely never read it.
2: So essentially, he was this kind of, he was a loser, writer for Rolling Stones. He He's actually a cool life. He used to write, uh, he traveled the world with, um, I want to see Van Halen. Mm-hmm. He said, there was a movie made, or uh, was it Van Halen? Or, um, one of those, like, big 80s bands. It was whatever that movie was where um, Pete Davidson was in it. Okay. Uh, it came out, like, a year or two ago. But anyway, so he was this like, dorky reporter. And, like, these, you know, this rock band would have, like, orgies. And okay. he was just, like, he couldn't even get a girl to, like, kiss him.
1: Mm-hmm. And he'd be
2: on tour with this, like, band. And anyway, so he started looking into, like, the secret society of pickup artists. Mm-hmm. And he became, like, the number one pickup artist in the world and all this stuff. Yeah, so when I was in like my like early, mid-20s, I had a buddy that's a little older than me. He's like, you should check this out. And um, I don't totally remember where I was going with this. But, oh, he's had a reading list. And so his reading list is of um, books about, like, I think one book I read was The Secret Garden. Okay. And his theory, he's saying, like, women think about sex even more than men. But mm-hmm. guys are so into themselves that they don't even, A, think about it, or B, like, can't even fathom that that's a thing.
0: right. I don't know. I think I would challenge him on that. I don't think that women think about sex as much as men do. And I don't have any research on that. I just don't think so.
2: Maybe it's a case by case basis.
0: Yeah. I mean, I'd have to read it. And like, I'm always down to hear people out, you know, but um, do you feel like it's helpful? I want to kind of read it. Yeah. So I, based on psychology.
2: Yes. So here, I, let me see if I have, so I still have, I brought it with me. Um, because it's a good read on getting out of your comfort zone it's called rules of the game so this is okay. a sequel to the game sequel. It, and it gives you like 30 days of exercises to get yourself out of your comfort zone and the idea is after 30 days is no matter how dorky to get a date with someone whether it's just, essentially the idea is like you you learn to appreciate yourself you learn to take care of yourself better um, and then you start by noticing the world because I think a lot of people get stuck in their own heads. For and sure. Kind of, right, and especially for dudes. You see a beautiful woman on the street, no matter how many times you've approached or done anything, there's always like that that like moment of doubt, like, for sure. What do I do? But at the end of the day, everyone is human, and that person walking across the street, no matter what they look like, is probably having the same similar thoughts as you, like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So the idea is like you get out of your comfort zone. Like, for example, if you're walking across like in front of me, instead of just me being like, what do I say? What do I say? What do I say? The book's mm-hmm. like, okay, day three, compliment three people. Doesn't have to be sexual. Just compliment them. So you start to notice oh, like, oh, your nails look good. Oh, your hair's down. Like, oh, I like that sweat. <laughs> Dude, I kind of, I mean,
0: that's a lot of, I mean, maybe not those things specifically, but what you said about like, one of the biggest things is like confidence and something about confidence is attractive, whether you're a male, female, no matter who you're into. And it's all about like being yourself first. Like we talk about a lot of women have trouble like orgasming and stuff. And it's all about like loving yourself first and people, the whole point of like sexual wholeness is to be whole in yourself before you can give yourself or share yourself with another person and be whole with them so I mean we always look at like oh men are doing this wrong or they're not finger me enough or they're not doing this but it's like well let's take a look internally what's going on in your head are you present in this moment are you confident in yourself do you like the way that you look all of these things so I mean I think that's half the battle is like going up to people and practicing and be getting more confident. You know, if you're just telling people, like giving them a compliment, you're just practicing. And you're, the more you do things, the better you get at them, more confident you're going to be able to do it in the future. I mean, I feel like that's like, yeah, obviously I haven't read it, but I feel like it's a like legit standpoint.
2: Yeah. And you never know. I I forgot where I read this, but it's something like, you never know if that person you're talking to is literally just into people that look like you. Like I was, um, that's very true. Right? Like you just don't know. so I, a couple of years ago, uh, I was on, you know, all the apps. We'll just say all the apps. Yeah, all I, the apps. Was, yeah. So I was uh, I hooked up with someone what was she? I think she was super nice woman. Um, I'm trying to think. I think she was Filipino. Okay. And she she made this joke. Like we hit, we we talked a little bit and we hit it off right from the start and then she started saying some the talk got a little dirty and I was like, Yeah, okay. And uh, things escalated kind of quickly from there. And she said that, so I, we had like hung out or whatever. And mm-hmm. um, afterwards she was like, you know, like I just said hung out, whatever. So, <laughs> <or> whatever. <laughs> so like, yeah, we go to her place, we had sex. And then afterwards she was like, if you picked, if you set out like a hundred people in a lineup of all different races, nationalities, whatever, mm-hmm. and put you in that lineup. And my friends would say, which, who was the guy you were into? It would have mm-hmm. been exactly you. Interesting. She's like, I love pale-looking dudes <laughs> that are blonde and like somewhat have red beard. So at the time, I had like a red beard. That's what she said. She goes, love I love it. dudes that look just like you. And I said, think, Thank goodness for that because uh you're pretty cool too.
0: Well, and the good thing for guys is that girls, I feel like, aren't some girls are, but aren't focused on looks as much. Like us as a society in general, like. Man, a man's worth does not solely come from their looks. And so, if you're funny, or if you have like a great career, or like all these other things can like come into play.
2: The reverse can be true as well. I think you're right, but there's also something to like. For example, like anyone I ever really date or spend time with, whether it be like a very a brief kind of like maybe a quick dating or like Mm -hmm. a longer-term relationship, they're always like always have a good sense of humor. Like I I can I can't get past I can't get past the first. Like I don't want to spend time with you if it's just like I'm talking to a wall. Right, right, right,
1: right.
2: No, for exactly. sure, for, for sure. sure. Like I think that everyone should do. So I've done improv comedy. I think everyone, men and women, should do it because I think it. Op- I think it just gives you like another dimension. Like I, I've met some very nice, beautiful women out there,
0: mm-hmm. and
2: it is just like you got to read something new. Like I need you. To, I need to. Add, like you got to bring something here. Like yeah. I, I, t- I think that there's like this. There's like guys are shallow in general. Like. Mm-hmm. um you know eyes right we see something we're like oh okay like you know like again quote-unquote instagram model but my guess would be well actually you know it's almost I, I was about to say my guess would be some of those people are very not interesting but actually I kind of take that back because <laughs> some of them probably are depending on if they're br- I say the newer ones probably are a little more interesting because they're still learning like marketing they probably have to do mm-hmm. some sales some psychology you know some of the other ones that have like 10 plus million followers my guess is they're probably too Hollywood at this point. They probably got a team of handlers, for all sure. that stuff.
0: Well, now they're looking for the sugar daddies.
2: <laughs> or Well, I didn't, I didn't know that uh, they had the look. I thought that just kind of like happens, right? <laughs> like you just show up and some guy's like, hey, $20,000 a month. What do you think? Or no, excuse me. You got to name your price, right? Is that what, is that what yep. I heard?
0: Name your price. Name your price based on what you think you're worth. Apparently, we're a money worth <laughs> or we're worth a certain dollar these days. Um, so before we get into it, can you tell me, okay, so you're in the military, all the things, but just kind of like introduce yourself and like what you do and you just got your law degree and all the things. Should so, I say my name?
2: Is that, is, should say I? your name? <laughs> yeah. Can okay. I say your name? Yeah. I
0: don't know.
2: I can say my name. Sure. Mm-hmm. You might have it first. I think I just zoned out. So my name is Eric and I, so I've been a practicing attorney for seven years, but I've been focused more on uh, business. And I recently joined the National Guard and as a judge advocate. So I've been in training for the last four months, becoming a judge advocate. And I will be doing all sorts of army law on I, I, as like a one weekend a month, two weeks a year kind of deal.
0: Okay.
2: That's so that's That's like the career focus. But in terms of everything else, like I, um, as you know, I have my own podcast I'm working mm-hmm. on where I like to talk about people that built skill sets over time. So like for you, like you've got this, you know, you started as a nonprofit, uh, you, you have your podcast. You also have this like blog, you travel the world, but you're also a nurse and you're also interested in uh, local, the local community. And so you've mm-hmm. built all that. Like you've had to, like, you've got marketing, you've got sales, mm-hmm. you've learned how to do some persuasion because you got to get people on here. Right.
1: Yeah, for um, sure.
2: You learn the technical on your own. So you're very, you know, you know, handsy. And then you're also, um, you know, you've got this great background in psychology and I forgot, um, you know, who wow, you are. this
0: is a t- commercial for Taylor Stafford. I'm excited.
2: I <laughs> you know, bo- got make- on your podcast, right? I mean, the have- free ad, everybody. <laughs> free ad, there you go. Yeah. So, so for me, like the idea is like, I like, I'm interested in people that build skill sets because I think that in terms of the future, people need m- to have a diverse skill set because the job market changes quickly. And opportunities come up that you might not even see. So, for Absolutely. you, with your, you know, with your psychology background, and now with your, you're learning, you're becoming a really excellent communicator. You know, from some, maybe thirty years ago, you would have just been a, you know, a nurse,
1: mm-hmm. and that
2: could have been your career. Right. Whereas now, with the internet, you have a global platform, right, where you can potentially affect the lives of millions of people. And maybe this takes you to doing something else in media,
1: mm-hmm.
2: who knows? Yeah. And so, but because you build that skill set, you're going to be able to do that. Whereas someone who just goes to college, just gets a degree and goes and sits at that desk. If they just continue to stay stagnant, that industry they're in could be wiped out in five years. Right, right. Look at, you know, think about the, uh, the hotel industry. You know, they probably didn't see, no one saw Airbnb coming.
0: Yeah, for sure
2: uh, Uber, right? Uber took out. There's a story. Services. Yeah, I mean, and that, yeah. So it's like you just never know what the next next thing is. I mean, look at. The, I think telehealth is going to be super big going forward.
0: For sure, for sure. Well, that's awesome. So you really want to do military law?
2: I'm. I'm trying to figure out what I want wanted. I'm like every other millennial. I just don't know what <laughs> I want to do. I want to do everything. I want to travel the world. I want to make people happy, but I also want to make millions of dollars. I I really like, I I like the military law. I have to figure out how that's going to work with the rest of my life because I do have a civilian job and Mm -hmm. if I do a mobilization, I could go to Texas for six months and then I'm not in my job. I could, if I deploy, I could be gone for a year. So I do want to do the military law. It's really, there's so many different unique aspects I find it fascinating. Uh I'm going to tie that into like kind of bigger picture life and it can be tough. We've, a lot of things I've heard have been about their sacrifice in the military and that's true. Yeah. You, you have to, you know, have to be willing to do that. And so for me that comes with too, um finding the right partner, right. making sure that I'm on the same page with them in terms of like, Hey, I have, I can't just put my career first. I feel like in 2020, like for, like for a guy, like, I don't, I don't think that's fair. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, need to, you know, if I want to be in a committed, supporting relationship, I need to make sure like I'm looking out for, you know, whoever I'm with and supporting mm-hmm. them and loving them, yeah. and balancing that with potential travel or being gone for six months to a year at points, having kids. Yeah, it's gonna be a thing. So, so I, you're
0: I, dating right now?
2: I am single. I was, <laughs> I was seeing someone for a, a, a while. We went on a break, and then we, I said, you know, hey. I love you to death, but um, you know I'm, I'm at JAG school right now. I'm gonna finish up. We'll mm-hmm. see what happens when I get home. But I'm I'm single. i single. Uh, He's single. Everybody. <laughs> that's what I said I, I and it was t- it was really it was a very difficult conversation, and it's because it's with someone I really care about. But we had um, we had some issues in the past, and I don't know if it's gonna work in the future. We'll, we'll see.
1: Yeah.
2: Like hey, I'm here. I have a mission. I want to get stuff done. For sure. And, like, I, I can't even, I mean, it's hard to date right now because of Corona. Like, I, Yeah, for sure. But you know what I mean? It's like, did you ever think you'd have to, you know, you go out to a bar and meet someone and, and you wouldn't, you know, like STDs aren't even online anymore. Like, <laughs> What's an STD? Fuck that. Yeah. <laughs> We're on to some other viruses. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, and, and even going to bars now, it's not, yeah. you're not even really, some are opening up, some are not. You know, it's a lot of outdoors, although I don't know about you. I like the outdoors aspect. Um, But I feel
0: like, you know, whatever, February, whatever time your city shut down, I guess, depending on where you are, I feel like everyone stopped dating for a while because it was like, you know, there's so much shit going on in the world and you're just like not focused on that external like things that are not currently involved in your life. But then all of a sudden, at least in Seattle, everyone's like, new on dating apps like if you go on hinge it was like just joined like for every goddamn person yeah. and people are just dating and dating and like let's meet up now like people are very eager to go on dates now so i think it's really funny
2: <laughs> they're thirsty i had some friends they're really that me, up. <laughs> some, of the, some people you've met before were telling me they're like hey dude like Don't mess up your summer by getting in a relationship. Like, wait till you get back here. Everyone has just been stuck inside. Dude, for real. Oh my God. Can we just
0: talk about really quick how we met?
2: (laughs) Go ahead. You you tell me your side of the story because I only know mine.
0: Well, you and friends, I can't even remember all of their names, were in Tahoe.
2: We'll call them, we'll just call them, we'll say friends for now. We'll just say friends.
0: All the friends All the for friends. a bachelor party. Yes. And that was when I was living in Reno, and me and Shannon were randomly in Tahoe at Zephyr. How did, I can't even, I don't even remember how we ran into you guys. You guys were on the beach playing games, and we were like, we want to play.
2: <laughs> we had a shot wheel.
0: A shot wheel, that's what it was.
2: So to, any, to anyone out there, if you ever want <laughs> to attract women just randomly on a beach, just show up with a wheel. <laughs> it, it totally works, yeah. too. It, wor- it works. Ev- we've, I, so I haven't done it in a couple of years just because everyone's like married now. So we're like, what do we do? <laughs> yeah, we ran out of bachelor parties. I- I'm like the last one. They're like, dude, you need to get married just so you have a bachelor party. I'm like, not exactly how I want to base a lifelong commitment on, but you know, we'll think about it. That True. trout wheel is amazing. We would take it. We would take it multiple places, and they it's something it. about like spinning a wheel in colors that people just love. So we had the wheel, and I don't know if it was me or not, but you two are walking by. You're both good looking, and we're like, <laughs> "Hey, uh, you want to like spin this wheel or something?" And I think you were like, "Yeah, yeah, we're gonna spin the wheel." And then it, and then uh, we yeah, hung then out. The sketchy
0: the- thing was is, you guys are like, "Oh, if you guys want to come back to our place," and me and Shannon's dumbasses are like yeah 18 boys who we don't know making tacos sounds fucking safe let's do it like everything against what i always preached and like telling my mom the story i'm just like she's like you went to a cabin with 18 dudes in the middle of tahoe who you don't know we're like uh yeah it sounds bad when you put it that way
2: Mm -hmm. but when you say it out loud if you were there it was you would have been- <laughs> It was
0: great and everyone was safe and you guys fed us tacos and you let us shower there it was literally Okay, crazy. hold on, hold on, hold on.
2: We got to talk about that. Okay. So I so at the time I I was I was pretty much seeing someone it wasn't like we we hadn't had like the exclusive talk yet. Okay. So I was con- I was still considered technically single but I mm-hmm. I I pretty much wasn't. So I still to this day get crap because my friends there were two beautiful women showering at our place and you didn't even offer to walk in and like wash someone's back so here's my question to you if 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 i walk in there two years ago and say like hey can i join am i on this podcast today probably
0: not
2: because i think i said
0: it it was i said it was creepy Yeah, I agree. Well, okay. Another thing was, is that most of you guys were married and never once did we feel like any of you guys were hitting on us or that you wanted to like hook up with us or we're going to be like sketchy behind the wife's back. If we had felt that from the beginning anyways, then we would have never gone. Like, We would have just never done that, but we didn't feel like We didn't get the vibe, like we, our vibe was like, oh, you guys are just having a bachelor party. We're locals in Tahoe. We told you what club to go to. Let's like, help us show you around and like have fun. But like, we didn't feel like anyone was like overly hitting on us. And so that made us feel like super safe. Whether it's not, I don't know. But, and there were some of you that were not married and whatever, but I think about like when we go to Vegas a lot, there's guys with wedding rings on and they're like, oh, come back to my place. You know, just being fucking sketchy and never once like, will we entertain that idea? And so the fact that no one, like we were all drinking and having fun, but there was never like anyone like touching us inappropriately or like saying weird things to us. And so we were like, oh, these guys are just in Tahoe and want to have fun and figure out where to go to have the best time.
2: It was a really good group, yeah. So yeah. So but here's the thing: it's in retrospect that someone goes, "Oh man," I'm like, "Dude, life's not a porno. Like that's not how things go." Like, and I re- I remember when you, right? I remember when you when you all when you came back, we were just hanging out. Mm-hmm. Like there was like there wasn't like some sort of like weird sexual tension where you mm-hmm. know what I mean like it just yeah. and that's Why everyone's having fun is because we were just acting like normal people. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. You, you know, and so so that, in retrospect, you know, people say that, and I'm like, that wasn't. A- you you are imagining like a scenario that wasn't it wasn't even in the air like For we sure. literally we were just hanging out you know sure. okay well I'm glad you clarified that and I'm going well, to tell them to listen to this podcast and go hey <laughs> assholes <laughs> no I told I think it, you and
0: this is what like I think some guys don't really understand but I think you guys could have told from the very beginning we are very outgoing people and we're very like if either of us were interested in any of you we would have fucking made it very obvious which i did with one of your friends i think <laughs> we won't say his name on here
2: oh we still get we still uh we still kind of make fun of him about that because i don't think you still you don't talk to him do you and we follow each other on instagram and yeah, like but- randomly he'll be like
0: come to chicago and oh. I, I was gonna go to chicago because I, well, i was just gonna go anyways like to go to chicago yeah. and i was like oh if i end up in chicago i'll hit you up
2: but I never ended up going. And okay, so-, so, he, so he does, okay, so he does randomly do that. Okay, because we sometimes were like, dude, like, really? Like, because w- I've sent him link, like, I, I don't know if I sent him or it's a group chat when you had, when the podcast kind of started, I'm like, mm-hmm. you know, you might want to like follow up on this.
0: <laughs> well, another funny thing is like, I think I gave him my number. I can't really remember. But I, it was kind of a long time ago. But I was... Yeah, did we
2: make out? I can't remember. (laughs) blur. (laughs) you and I. But if you're talking about him, I don't know either. I mean, no, him.
0: I know we didn't. Uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. Yeah, I was like, I I think I would remember that, but no. No, Um, we didn't make
0: out, but I think I might have made out with him, or I wanted to, and I didn't. I can't remember. I just remember we came back from the club, and I was really fucked up, and I don't really remember much. But then me and Shannon
2: woke up on the couch by ourselves (laughs) you slept in the living room yeah (laughs) it was kind of funny it was like i forgot where i i think i slept in the basement and i think we got back probably four or five or something who knows right and i'm like you like walk upstairs and you know like second day of a bachelor party Mm -hmm. guys are just like t-shirt underwear they smell terrible if they got a significant other, they're just like on the phone. They're like, yeah, I'll see you soon. Like, yeah, I'll pick up. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Already, like, the minute they wake up on a Sunday, they hate their lives. Like, for sure. Every, yeah, I have one friend who, like, like, every time it's a bachelor party that Sunday, his wife will text him at like six or seven with like the chore list for when he gets back. <laughs> <laughs> it's literally like she wants to get divorced in like five years so like, enjoy yourself now
0: because when you come back your life's gonna fucking blow
2: <laughs> like the guy's been drinking for two straight two or three straight days like that's the last thing he wants to see so i remember i walked upstairs and i was probably like in my boxers like you know who knows what you know i'm just like looking like confused trying to like get my surroundings and i just see you two on the couch and i was like oh, oh you're still here <laughs> You're still here.
0: Dude, well, when we like came over the first time, the first time, like after the beach and stuff, me and Shannon were like, are we like dude, maybe they just want to hang out with the guys? Like maybe that was just like a pity invite. They don't want us here. I was like, they're like, have a bachelor party. They probably just want to hang out with each other. But then we're like, you guys were like, yeah, so when are we going? Like to the club. And I was like, oh fuck. Like, I don't know. So then and then the next morning we're like, all right, now we really need to
2: get the fuck out. (laughs) We've been here
0: for almost 24 hours.
2: Yeah, that's. I, I don't think it was more like the hanging around part as much as like I wouldn't want you to be around for like when we all like sit around and like um, have to clean, and then like someone probably there's always people that owe money, so it's like the it's like the literally the it's like the morning after is like the worst. Like you laugh about for the sure. jokes, and then you like spend, and then you like have to like clean. You have to like you know figure out the Venmo situation. For sure. Uh, you forgot that you didn't check in your flight so they, like, oh, yeah you
0: guys are all leaving that day
2: yeah so you're gonna get a terrible seat on southwest
0: yeah
2: <laughs> um, the shame and regret that comes with drinking for three straight days when you normally don't drink much anymore yeah I mean you got out at the perfect time you, you left out a high note you know all you're right like, all right,
0: right all right well it's funny because the next day me and Shannon were talking about it and we were like if we ever had a husband I would hope that's the kind of friend group they're in Oh. that's what we said because you guys are like so respectful you want to have fun like i said we never felt like they were going behind their wife's back and like doing things like but they were nice and inviting it was like the perfect in between and we were just like yeah those are like they're fun and they're super respectful and i feel like i could trust them and maybe there are some of them that are pieces of shit but we didn't see that so
2: in that group no i don't think there's one that was like you should you should watch out for them mm-hmm. i mean i, I I, that like, so the guy who got married, like I've known him since, since kindergarten and he actually just had a baby girl. She's oh, super cute. Oh, adorable.
0: Yeah.
2: Um, she's about a month old now. So I'm excited that's to meet her. Cute. Uh, yeah. So yeah, life moves fast, huh? But that's how we know each other. and then, That's how we know
0: each other. Then, <laughs> so <yeah>. random.
2: <laughs> I, really,
0: I meet a lot of people,
2: so. but that, Yeah, but you're outgoing, right? So you put you <laughs> in a spot where you're outgoing and you're having fun. With me and some other people that are outgoing, it's just, you know, it's a perfect storm.
0: All right. Can I ask you my uh, questions? Of course. Wait, actually, tell me what your family was like growing up. How did they approach sex? What was your family dynamic like? Before I ask you my three questions.
2: Right from a bachelor party to what my mom told me about the (laughs) birds.
0: How did you get from your young self to your crazy bachelor days?
2: (laughs) Gosh. That's that's probably like way too long for any sort of normal podcast. We didn't really. My house was very. I don't want to say conservative because twenty twenty conservatives a little different than like nineteen nineties conservative. I think. Sure. I would say we we're more conservative in terms of like conversations. Like there really wasn't. Well, so here, okay, so here's the story. So when I was in fifth grade. We had the sex ed talk. So my, I went to a public school, and that was like the first time. And they handed the, it was like so weird. They handed like the girls tampons and the guys got deodorant. And that was like, welcome to, yeah. What a great sex ed program. <laughs> well, there were some slides too. Like, I, and you know, I, I, asked video. <laughs> you know what? I've never, I never saw that. Okay. I never saw one. <laughs> and everyone, every one of my friends that told me it had the kids, they're like, don't watch.
0: <laughs> so
2: just like, be on the side mm. yeah
1: okay continue <laughs> so, we,
2: so we have so we have this thing in fifth grade and i'm I'm, all, I'm kind of like i've always been a little bit of a class clown and the vice principal i don't even remember his name but i just did, i didn't like the guy
1: mm-hmm. and
2: he said if you have any questions write write them on a note card mm-hmm. and for some reason me being which is it me being in fifth grade
1: yeah. i thought it'd
2: be funny to write something on the note card Mm-hmm. And I, I wrote, yeah, you know, I forgot his name, but I'm like, you know, do, did you ever have wet dreams?
0: Because you probably actually really wanted to know, right? Or were you being a little shit?
2: I was being a little shit.
0: Oh, so you knew exactly what you were doing?
2: Oh yeah, absolutely. Oh, okay, okay. So I turn it in. I go home. I think I'm so funny. <laughs> well, I'm probably one of the only people. At Wait, the what day. did he
0: say when he did? He answer it?
2: No, well, no. So I go home. And I had soccer practice thing. It started like 4.30 or 5. And before soccer practice, my mom comes in the room. She goes, hey, it's uh, vice principal so-and-so on the phone. And I just started crying. I was like, oh, no. And she's like, yeah, he, he wanted to answer your question. And I was like, no. I, it, wasn't, yeah. it wasn't for real. Yeah, I, I just I think I just broke down crying. I was just like, I'm really sorry. I didn't mean it. I just, <laughs> uh, you know. Uh. And my mom was just <laughs> Yeah, maybe I maybe don't do that next time.
0: <laughs> I love it. So, was that the only sex ed you got? Was fifth grade, or did you go through high school?
2: I'm trying to think of middle school. We had something like my seventh grade middle school. Mm-hmm. I don't remember what it was. It was super weird. Were and boys and separate? Of, I think it was during a science class. I think they show it was like some. I don't even know if it was like something with like alcohol. Maybe it was my health class. This is not That's a ringing like, yeah. PSA for public school. <laughs> what
0: it's like drugs and sex we're gonna just talk about it all <laughs> no,
2: it was something yeah i so let's just say it didn't happen in middle school i'm trying to think of maybe in eighth grade it did i don't know uh but it's hard like, to
0: remember huh yeah it
2: really is so in terms of i guess my family like we didn't really talk about it and i was i used to be i was outgoing with my friends but i was super shy around around girls mm-hmm. and just like like i didn't really date anyone in high school you know, I think I, I made out with a couple people like that was mm-hmm. kind of it. And like the first like talk I really had with anyone was uh, my first girlfriend was in college. So end of freshman year. And then um, and then we dated. So not that summer. And then we started dating like more exclusively soft or beginning of sophomore year.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And my dad came down for dad's weekend and we were at a bar. I don't remember which we had a bar it was probably like so you I where I went. You could go to a bar at 19. Okay. So it's dad's weekend and his oh, rule, my family's rule is you, you can't drink until you're 21. Mm.
0: But apparently it
2: didn't apply on father's weekend. Oh, so
0: cool. good to know. Yeah. Good yeah. to know. Exceptions. Great. Yeah,
2: Exactly. So he came into a bar with me and he just essentially, he just like looked at me at one point and was like, uh, you know, please use protection or something like that. <laughs>
0: that was it.
2: Yeah, that was about it. And I just go, okay. So how did you learn about sex then? you know what a lot like what of it, it was,
0: was all
2: the things. a lot of it was internet mm-hmm. a and lot your of friends internet.
0: talking about it probably
2: friends i had so i had some older fr- so when i was growing up i lived in a i lived in the neighborhood was there was like four or five of us mm-hmm. i'd say from like age of like four or five to like 10 it was a like kind of a core group and then i started adding friends along the way but a couple of them were older probably four or five years older mm-hmm. and so And as we got older, they were, you know, hitting middle school and stuff like that. So I remember I'd go to my friend Sean's house and, you know, you walk in his room and he's got the poster of Pam Anderson from Baywatch. And so so I was like, it was like that kind of stuff. And then MTV, so big for me, so I'm 33, big for me was MTV Spring Break in the 90s. Oh, for sure. That was like the thing, you know, and Carmen Electra and Dennis Rodman on the Bulls, (laughs) my team. So that was kind of like how you learn about it, and then like so we had dial-up internet. So we'd go to my one buddy's house. It's probably fifth or sixth grade, and we would sit in his room for hours, mm-hmm. downloading like trying to download like a picture of like a naked woman. For and sure, we'd get like right near there, be like right near nipple, and then like it would just go down. It would just go down, and we'd be like freaking out. And then he, you know, mom, like, what are you like? Who's on the phone? <laughs> <You know? laughs> who's on the phone? On the phone, there's and, only one connection on the phone. And like, Was it important? And then, you know, they're like, Well, I'm talking to your aunt. And then, like, eventually they like connect the dots with them and they're like, Why do you need the internet so bad? Yeah, a lot of that. A lot of just like, and I, I feel like a lot of my friends are very similar. Like, we did because we, we yeah. grew up in AOL chat rooms. Yep, we talked about that on your podcast. Oh, yeah. AOL chat rooms, age, sex, language, just a bunch yes. of dudes hanging out in lesbian chat rooms trying yeah. to get naked pictures from other dudes that are not lesbians. I mean,
0: <laughs> so you were a teen before porn was a big thing.
2: It was becoming a it was becoming a big thing online.
0: Do you remember and, uh, around what age you started watching porn? It
2: had to be middle school. Okay, I so was porn mad.
0: was out when you were. Middle uh,
2: school. no, maybe not. I think it was. It was because it... I feel like when it was out, people started watching it.
0: Like, as soon as it came out, it was, like, a thing. So, I'm just trying well, to,
2: like... Yeah, we, I never had VHS tapes. I want to say, like, I mean, some of my friends' dads had, like, the collection of Playboys. Yeah. I'm sure some of them still do. They got the stacks in the attic, you know, from, like, 89 through 93. So funny. But uh, there'd be... Some places would have videos with the DVDs. Mm-hmm. And so, if you could... I don't remember... You know, it's so funny. I don't remember what I did. I really don't, I think we just downloaded videos. Cause you could, I think maybe it was high school. Cause what you could do is you would just, cause the internet was so slow. Cause it was like, it wasn't dialogue, it was DSL. Yeah, let alone
0: a video,
2: I'm trying to upload a video. Yeah, so you would, you would like, you'd wake up in the morning, get ready for school. And then you'd like, you know, sneak around see if your parents are looking. And then you'd go on the computer and like, you know try to download something. And you'd start it downloading at like 7 AM. And then you hoped by the time you got home from <laughs> practice then it was like 80 percent done
0: you're like sitting at school all day long like oh, i cannot wait to rub one out when this video <laughs> pops up and i get home
2: you're like i hope Kazaa didn't crash
0: you're like or i hope i don't get home when my mom is sitting in front of the computer like what an interesting video eric
2: <laughs> well yeah that was the thing too you had to, you like because i mean it was it was again like wild west internet and if you don't really know how it worked Mm-hmm. like yeah you I, I would like download and I lower the screen and be like hopefully I think my dad busted me at least a couple times no, but sure. I but I don't know maybe not I don't remember I think my, my brother for sure got caught that was like crazy because I've I ever gotten I caught
0: house. jacking off in front of your parents nope. or like by your parents
2: I'm I'm undefeated yeah.
0: are you ready for my three questions
2: oh that was the warm-up huh
0: that was the warm-up
2: okay shoot
0: you just give me your honest answer okay and then I might tell you why I'm asking them after. Okay. But the fun part is is when I ask people these questions, they don't know why I'm asking them. So maybe I won't tell you why.
2: Everybody at the, the interview, I'll I'll wonder why I even did this because of what I say. <laughs>
0: <laughs> You're like shit, Taylor, and the rest of Talk Tabu are judging the living shit out of me.
2: <laughs> no, it's just no, it's just fun. I'm
0: okay. Do you think a girl has ever faked an orgasm with you? Yes. Why
2: do you think that? Statistically, the odds are in that favor.
0: Did you learn that from my podcast?
2: No. I've, 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 You cheated. I'm very, I'm very rational and, and who I am. And I think that there's definitely probably been times where, uh, my performance did not warrant the results I thought I was seeing. (laughs) Do you think you can tell when a girl's faking orgasm with you? no 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 i think i think women are way better actors than men how old are you again 33 okay i thought i could back in the day and now i I don't think i can i think that it's i have to like ask and just like hope i'm getting the result i'm like is that that good right okay
0: did you ever think that you were like oh yeah that was one and then has a girl ever told you that she faked one
2: no uh okay. no, I've never had that happen. So no, I don't, no I don't know what I would do if I did. I I think I'd be a little sad. Yeah. <laughs> <a> I think. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that was so sad. I'd be a little sad. I'd be like, oh, um, because I I'm very big on honesty. Like, you yeah. know, If you're not if you're not liking what you're getting, like, talk to me about it. Let's work through it. Maybe yeah. you're something. You know, like, what's what's vibe on this? Like, don't mm-hmm. just go through the motions for a few months and yeah. secretly hate me.
0: Well, one of my boyfriends in college, he, it was so convinced that we had been dating for, I don't know, enough time. And he was so convinced that no girl had ever faked an orgasm with him as I'm sitting here, like numbers too high to count. Um, (laughs) and he was like, you haven't faked an orgasm with me. I'm like, definitely have not a proud thing. I'm definitely working on not faking orgasms. It's been an issue for me, but um he was like
2: I love, I love that's on your to-do list it's like, definitely on people, my to-do list some people are like you know like you know improve my confidence but you're like <laughs> I gotta stop faking so many orgasms <laughs> dude for real I'm trying to work on my own
0: sexual health so faking it's orgasms perfect. doesn't give you good results could you or positive positively reinforcing behavior that doesn't give you orgasms Exactly. But, um, he was so convinced and we just d- dropped the argument so For the next week, I was like, I'm gonna do a little experiment. (laughs) So I purposely faked some, had some orgasms, and then at the end of the week I was like, so remember that conversation that we had? Can you tell me which ones I faked this week? (laughs) He was like, fuck you. It's. Hard. I mean, because here's the you thing. had no idea. You had no fucking idea.
2: No idea. Like, that's not, like, that's not something we want to think about while we're in the act, right? Sure. Like, I don't want to be, I don't want to be sitting there, like, or actually, I mean, maybe laying there, I don't know, whatever. Like, whatever you're what doing. I, is this real life? Like, what am I doing here? Like, is that, is that real? Like, are you faking it? Like.
0: Yeah, it's definitely not something you want to think about. I'm getting better at it, okay?
2: I'm proud of you. I'm really <laughs> proud of you. I am. I mean that from the, bo- from the I, bottom of my damaged, damaged heart. I, I just I mean.
0: feel like I don't know if I've talked about you or other people. So if I've talked about this already, just tell me. But I get like I get off when I fake orgasms. Like it makes me feel so fucking powerful. Mm. Like I think it's kind of like a humiliation thing. You know how like there's fetishes that are like humiliation. I yeah. think like I am so proud of myself when I think of orgasm <laughs> and they like believed it and you're just like, you have no fucking idea.
2: <laughs> it sounds like a little bit of a narcissistic personality disorder to me. Well, now, I'm not, I'm not the psychologist here, but.
0: Like, have you ever heard of people that like put their significant other like on a leash, like a dog? Like that's humiliation. Like that's like a fetish. Sex is just a whole different realm of shit that like you want to act out or fantasize or whatever but a lot of it is acting like a lot of sex is acting and not only
1: with you it is
0: well with me but also like if you've ever done role play that's acting like and it puts you into a different state of mind than your reality it's it's hard to like pinpoint different fetishes and fantasies that people have but for some reason, I'm like, it gets me off, but not to the point where I'm actually going to orgasm. So sometimes I'm like, well, I actually really want to orgasm. And then it becomes like a habit for me of just
2: faking it. <laughs> does that make sense? So faking it, faking getting off, faking getting off almost gets you off. but not. Quite. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Maybe you'll get to the point where faking it actually does get you off.
0: It, I, it's been close sometimes. Seriously. I don't and
2: know. then no one, well, then what, no one will ever be able to figure it out one way or another.
0: Well, usually also when I fake it, it's usually easier for me to have an orgasm after unless he's like, Okay, fuck yeah, I gotta come. <laughs> like she's done, so I gotta be done. But like if we keep having sex after I fake it, it makes me so much more like relaxed.
2: You think it's like the pressures like there's like the pressure's off that you just don't have to like like the guy's are like, Oh like I did my job, like you can just relax.
0: And I feel like there's a lot of pressure on him too because I'm definitely someone in the bedroom where I'm like, you're going to get yours. I want mine and I expect it. And so like I can just feel him usually like be anxious because he's like, fuck, I just got to get her off. And so I feel like he's not enjoying it. So I don't know. There's a lot of reasons why women fake orgasms, but.
2: I think we all just think way too much. For sure. Absolutely. It should just be a fun, just- great activity you don't need to work you know things will happen things will happen when they happen you can just you know enjoy yourself i mean it's one of like the you know like primal functions
0: Mm -hmm. for sure
2: worry about like whether your hair looks good or like
0: that's a big thing of why women can't take orgasms and why men have increased erectile dysfunction these days because it's performance anxiety and we all feel it
2: well do you think that for guys it's not just performance anxiety but it's just like almost a lack of masculine opportunities in general because we don't really and i've read a little bit about this but if you think about like guys even 50 to 100 years ago Mm -hmm. we're not doing the same stuff we used to be we're behind desks we're sitting Mm -hmm. a lot you know and there's an increased for the better i would say you know uh awareness of sexual harassment Mm -hmm. and things like that whereas you know guys before we kind of almost like i don't want to say prey on women but it was like more of like that hunter mentality mm-hmm. where they've had to kind of change we, i think we've all had to change our behaviors now again i, I it's positive in the workforce you shouldn't no mm-hmm. women should ever be at a job and be worried and be harassed all day because how are you going to do your job
1: right
2: you know and, and it's just not right but i do want like for guys like i do feel like there's this like like the toxic like i i don't agree with the toxic masculinity movement Because I think that if anything, guys need more opportunities. Like, for example, like boxing. Like, I think more guys maybe need to box or more guys need to do more physical activities. Because I think that we've kind of, like, society's moved so fast that we haven't been able to keep up. And I do, and I don't remember if this is true or not, maybe, you know, but, like, guys' testosterone levels, I'm pretty sure, are down historically. They are. Compared to... Yeah, and I, I think some of that's because of that. Like, the, you know, and I, even at school, for schools, for example, they don't even have dodgeball really anymore. Mm-hmm. So some of those ways that you could be aggressive before without actually, like, hitting someone in the face or hitting them with boxing gloves on, people mm-hmm. are not even doing that anymore. And you have this, like, I don't know, I feel like you, it's, like, the pendulum has swung a little bit and it's almost gone too mm-hmm. far. Like, I think there's something to be sent, or said for being sensitive and being respectful people. But at the end of the day, like, you also need to be able to hunt and you need to be able to kill something. It doesn't have to be physical, but you have to have that like caveman.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'll definitely challenge you on that. Um, I mean, it's it comes from so many different aspects. Um, I think any argument that says, men are too afraid to hook up with women because they don't know if they're going to be portrayed as a predator, that's something that's in you. If you're a guy who has been taught and has been practicing how to understand women and how to pick up women, Um, ethically, then we shouldn't be feeling this. And if you are feeling guilty about those kind of things, you need to see help. Like you need to see a therapist because you don't know how to act in society because the way that you were acting is now not acceptable. And so um, anytime you're feeling like on edge about that, it's like, yeah, you are nervous to talk to women because you don't know how to do it in a way that's going to be respectful to her. And so, um, that's something that's like, needs to be challenged as of the testosterone levels, dude, obesity. So the number one cause of erectile dysfunction right now is besides depends on the age group, but it still is cardiovascular dysfunction. Um, and so, I mean, the heart disease right now, number one killer in the United States and as the, as your cardiovascular system weakens, blood flow isn't able to go into your penis and make you erect. Different areas that are producing androgens and testosterone and oxytocin and all these things are being clogged by plaque. And so you can't get all of the function correctly. So that would be in a metabolic issue. Um, so we do see that a lot more with older men, but with younger men, we're seeing a lot of increased... Um, younger men i say in their 20s um, and early 30s Um, most of it's not cardiac function or it's not a metabolic issue there you do a full workup on them their testosterone is great their labs are great you don't see anything wrong with them it's usually performance anxiety um and one of those issues is porn use um we can they do this thing called edging so i'm I do it too occasionally and I really got to stop myself when you edge for too long. So edging is like, you see a video that gets you off, but you're like, oh, I haven't been jacking off long enough. Um, I want to like keep seeing more videos. And so that uh, you keep the dopamine going. The dopamine is the desire. So you know that when you're done, you're going to be done and the dopamine is going to be gone. So you keep watching different videos to keep edging, which keeps your dopamine levels increasing, increasing, increasing. And with those dopamine levels, you sort of start getting your receptors get immune to it kind of. So now you need more and more dopamine in order to get those receptors activated. So when you go into bed with a female, you now cannot edge. You now you cannot see all these different videos. You have one person, one person here. You can't edge, but the edging is different. Because it's one same situation. So you have to start using your brain a lot more and you have to use your hands, but you have just been using your eyes yeah. on porn and been changing that. And so that has also increased.
2: Let me ask you this. Mm-hmm. So I want to go back to the, so did I, do I know what toxic masculinity is? Did I get it wrong? Maybe <laughs> <laughs> I, I got it wrong. What, what is like the definition?
0: It's basically overly emasculated, and so okay. a big thing. Maybe about- I
2: didn't understand that. I just thought it's maybe okay. So I think I got that wrong because I think it's more. I think that guys have had a little bit tougher of a time adapting to society, not in the sense of like talking to women, but it just seems like. And this is, so, um, you, you know the up, opinion,
1: right?
2: yeah the opinion everyone wants right now is from a, a white a straight white male, but uh, yeah right. <laughs> it, it, just from just from my perspective, what I've seen over time is like it just seems like. I don't know, like, there's a lack of, I don't it's hard to put it, like, like, football, for example, like, now a lot of younger kids aren't playing football because of concussions, which is obviously really bad, but, like, that was kind of, like, a, a fun thing that, like, I feel like guys almost need, like, like, masculinity training growing up. Like, they need better, or maybe we need better role models. Like, mm-hmm. I, I think I turned out okay, but, like, but these teens, for example, like, you were just saying where they're, I can't imagine being 12 or 13 with the internet like it is today. I would have mm-hmm. never left my room.
1: Yeah. Uh,
2: and, and for them, why, why, why even, why would you even think about it? Right. You have
1: right.
2: everything in front of you. You've got porn, you've got video games mm-hmm. like, I mean, and, and it's not like this. And it's almost like uh, there's a guy like Naval, Naval Ravikant.
1: Mm-hmm. And he
2: says like dopamine is kind of like, what do he say? like cheap dopamine is like the cocaine of the, like when cocaine went in the eighties is like cheap dopamine today or something like mm-hmm. that. But like, it's like, it's so easy to get it. Like, and you described like edging. So I, so circle so back to the point, I don't watch porn and I stopped years ago for that reason that I didn't know you described is because mm-hmm. for me, I realized, I, and, I, and I didn't watch like all the time. It'd be like, you know, like you go to bed in like one video, but then you could go, oh, I'll watch this one for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Oh, this one. I'll watch that too i didn't even know that was a thing but mm-hmm. i i would do that and i re- and i figured out at some point i was like there's a disconnect between this and real life so i i've stopped for years now and mm-hmm. um i think it's had a really good yeah. effect on my life just in general like and now yeah. like i occasionally like you know like you, you get tired or lazy and like oh maybe i'll right. work at it out. and then afterwards i don't feel good about it either and i do owe you, some of that to you because when i met you mm-hmm. you mentioned how you know a lot of the women in these videos and, and in general mm-hmm. um you know they're in they're essentially being trafficked and so for me like if i that's see someone now
0: populations yeah
2: yeah i can't watch that and be okay with it knowing mm-hmm. like that's someone who you know like you like you know they're not into that
0: mm-hmm. some of them could be and i think um a lot of like pro-sex workers like organizations really criticize um how i view it and and that's a whole different other topic is that I'm all about people who want to do it, but you know, if you were trafficked and abused or in domestic violence relationships as a child, and now you're in porn and this is your only way out. I don't really feel like you want to do that and you're not feeling power from it. You know, you're, this is your only option. So if it, if it is, if you're a wealth, you know, you have your financial means and you don't have this trauma abuse past and, you know, all these things are going right for you and you're still choosing to do that, then abs- great, absolutely find power from it. Um, so, but I, the majority of people, that's not what it is, you know?
2: And you probably only um, see like the, I mean, now, like, as so I read this article, I think it was on the ringer, but it was about like the rise of um, OnlyFans mm-hmm, and how, how yeah. now some of these um actresses are kind of taking control of their lives a little bit so i think it, it is gonna be interesting to see how that evolves but yeah you know from a guy's perspective now i mean talk about cheap mm-hmm. dopamine for five bucks a month you just look at you know
1: yeah
2: it's just so i like for me i think maybe the whole guy thing isn't just a like the, they need more opportunities maybe they just need to stop being losers the toxic masculinity like, thing. anything they just I, take they take the cheap dopamine
0: Well, I looked it up here and I feel like this definition is skewed towards like my, it would be like my opinion. Like I think toxic masculinity is bad and it's saying that it's harmful. And so I don't like using these definitions that give it like a positive or a negative connotation because the definition is not supposed to say it's harm to society. (laughs) It's supposed to just say what it is and not like have Mm -hmm. an opinion on it. So I don't really like these these definitions of it, but really I think, and I would love to hear what you would say too, is that one, you have toxic masculinity within relationships. You have it within the workplace. So using masculinity, dominance and power to get what you want. Also, um, we see this in like guys who are not able to express their emotions because you fall down and people are like, Oh, get up. You're fine. Why? Like, just like brush it off. Um, And we're actually figuring out what that's doing to our psyches and our little boy psyches. It's making us aggressive because we are invalidating their emotions. They fell on the floor. They are hurt. They're sad, but we're like, Oh, doesn't matter. Get back up, keep playing, whatever. And so, you know, people are, you're like, Oh, we need people to be able to like play football and stuff more. And like, I would challenge you from my point of view, of maybe that's why we have so many aggressive males is because we have decided that that's how we are going to take our extra testosterone out is by hitting people. And, you know, why can't we do the same thing when you punch a bag? Why do we have to like hit each other on the football field or, you know, get this energy out or whatever, you can still do it in other ways that you don't actually have to harm someone and that you can still validate their emotions. But now we have all these people that are shooting at buck in schools because They have been sad for so many years and people have said, you're fine. You know, it's fine, walk it off. Like we look at, um, one of my favorite examples is um, UC Santa Barbara, the shooter there, blamed it all on the fact that he could not get women. And, he, and you know, he was in his video, he's saying, I wanna kill all these women that have never given me sex and blah, blah, blah. What I see is a man who has felt neglected who has not gotten their needs met, who has not found anyone to connect with emotionally, and who's been really sad. And now all of a sudden you take it out in anger. If you find the initial emotion and thing that's wrong and handle it at that point, will we even need all this aggression management? Will you need to feel like you need to hit someone in order to get that testosterone out? Do you see what I'm saying?
2: I do. Challenge me back,
0: I wanna hear what you think.
2: I don't, I don't, I guess I would say on the one hand, maybe in a, maybe in a super evolved society, you would be right. And maybe you just do that in a, maybe there. are like, for example, like being a lawyer, you want to, you want to win, well, study the most and have the best argument in the courtroom and direct Mm -hmm. the best briefs. So maybe that's, you know, for me, like I can't be fighting people. Mm -hmm. It's not going to work. And even for my role in the army, I'm a lawyer. Mm -hmm. I'm not, listen, let's put it this way. If I'm picking up an M4, uh, Mm -hmm. we're having a bad day.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: yeah <laughs> we're all we're all if the ja is picking up a weapon we're having a bad day mm-hmm. in terms of like the you know i think it may be the so i don't know enough about the uc santa barbara guy and and mm-hmm. truthfully was like, for me i mean the school, school shooting thing is horrifying because i still remember when columbine happened i was coming home from school and it was all over the news that was and and that's kind of actually been one of the sad parts about the for me the school shootings is like they just became so regular that Mm -hmm. like when, when Columbine happened, like the world stood still, Mm -hmm. like nobody talked about anything, but that for like, it felt it was probably weeks. And that was, and again, this is like early internet. So like, not like, not like like, today, This is 98, 99. I want to say like the world literally stood still. I mean, it was unbelievable. I mean, I came home, my mom was watching it. I couldn't even believe it. It was like, you were just, Mm -hmm. you were in shock. You couldn't believe that kids would do that. And now Mm -hmm. it just happens so frequently, but I don't, Like when I hear, I I think that there's definitely some sort of systemic issues going on. I think a lot of it's the internet, to be honest with you. Like, I, Mm -hmm. and I know you, it's a multivariable society, and you can't just pin it on one thing, and you can't pin it on one thing on the internet. Absolutely. I got to think that has a big something to do with it. Is like this guy saying he can't get women. Again, I don't, I've never met this person, I can't Mm -hmm. read their mind, but you know, for me, like, if I just spent all day on the internet, I wouldn't be able to get women either. Because how do you and first off, get is even a bad term. But how do you, inter, how do you learn to interact with the opposite sex? It's not on this. Mm-hmm. This isn't gonna do you any good. Yeah, you yeah, have to, to sure. do it. And so for him, or, you know, I'd wonder, and again, it's a tragedy. I don't know, you know, he killed people, I feel bad for the terrible.
1: Yeah, right. But I'd
2: wonder, like, what happened in that guy's life? Way before that, for that sure. got him to this point? Like, what was his friend group? What were his parents like? Like, how did he end up in this just kind of crazy place where he thought that there wasn't any way to get women? I mean, you know, I I just talked about the internet being the place that like can corrupt people and give them, you know, like, cause you can just fall into a rabbit hole. I mean, if you and I want to spend six hours on the internet, looking up um, like Aziz and sorry, made this joke like Joe Pesci movies. Like we could, we could spend all day looking at Joe Pesci stuff, but you also could spend all day learning uh, tips and drills to do as a guy to get out of your comfort zone, to make yourself more appealing. You could learn weight loss tips. Mm-hmm. Like I I've gotten myself in shape over the, over the last few years, probably like seven now because I was out of, I knew I didn't look good. I didn't feel good. Mm-hmm. I had a lack of energy. And I knew that one of the reasons I went to law school, taking another step back. is I was like, well, a, I didn't know any homeless lawyers, which I still don't. Um, although some do have mental illness. So that's a whole other thing. But I was like, I don't know any homeless lawyers. And I'm like, I bet that gives me a better chance of, of dating cool, good looking women. Mm-hmm. And another thing I did is I moved to Chicago because mm-hmm. I said, well, this is a way bigger pool of people to choose from.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: So you, I, you know, I, again, like I've, you know, whatever happened in that situation is tragic, but like, I, mm-hmm. at some point, like, like, I just wonder what happened for he, where he didn't think he had any other choices, but mm-hmm. to just lash out like that. Like I, for me, that would be, it's just never going to happen because, I understand how to fix things. I can work on myself. I can be introspective. Mm-hmm. I just wouldn't, it's just not going to happen.
0: Right. Well, and it sounds like you had opportunities to do that. That's because have you ever, ever heard of Maslow's hierarchy of needs? Sure. So it sounds like you never, you didn't mention once about something on your bottom level, which tells me that your bottom level was check. You have basic food, um, connection, right? All, all the things that are there, safety, whatever. Um, and so you're able to go up those, that hierarchy. Well, people that don't have shelter, food, predictability of what their life's going to be are in constant fight or flight. They're not able to do all those things because their body is so primal and trying to survive. They didn't have that foundation. You know, this is that specific case. His dad was a millionaire, right so he had food shelter safety but he never had human connection and it sounded like he never bonded with someone as a kid when our needs are not met it equals violence but i think it's like like you said it's a multifaceted issue and it's a it's coming from all different ways and it's hard to like pinpoint one thing i guess
2: yeah and i you know and so we were talking earlier about you know what was like you know what my parents and i like what were the conversations around sex we didn't have time of those but I am very blessed that I had, they were always there for me.
1: Right.
2: And they were super supportive. I have an awesome right. brother. I've been lucky enough to have wonderful friends. I have a very close extended family. Right. So I, and my, we were never super wealthy growing up,
1: mm-hmm.
2: but always had a house, uh, a backyard, a you know, right. couple cars. You know, breakfast was, yeah. you know, what cereal do I want this week? Right. So choices, I, was very,
1: options,
2: yeah. yes, I, mean, I was very fortunate growing up to have those basic needs met so that right. I could eventually get older and um, focus on the other stuff. So that's okay. a good point. I guess I haven't really thought about that in a while. I am super grateful for that. And I, yeah. I'm, probably, I'm very lucky that I have had that. And I can sure. come on here and just uh, you know, yeah. talk about all the... All
0: right. I have the two other questions still because we got, got sidetracked. Oopsie doopsies. That happens sometimes. All right. How do you feel about your butthole being touched during sex?
1: <laughs> you know,
2: <Okay>. uh... <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's red
1: now.
2: No, I was red before, but yeah, I am pretty red now. Uh, really? You know, I'm not, I, I I don't know, I,
1: I, just I don't know.
2: go for it and just like, and I don't want something in there. Have you just tried it? Not anything in there. No, no have one. You tried
0: like a girl like fingering, fingering your asshole or like licking your asshole? I have
2: not. Okay. I have not. I, I don't know that I'm, that I want to go there or that I'm ready to go there. <laughs> yeah. I'm not sure. Uh, I have not done that. Um, yeah, I haven't done that. Okay. I'm, like, I'm super uncomfortable, so good job. <laughs> you <Really? laughs> <She> got me.
0: <laughs> All right. Um, would you ever have a threesome with two guys and a girl? So you and another guy and a girl.
2: So that's an interesting question, because on the one hand, I would say as a straight male, mm-hmm. I would wonder if that would be like, so it's weird. I. You know, it's, it's the sliding scale, right? Like, I'm like, oh, I'm straight, but mm-hmm. I've also been in a locker room with naked dudes.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Like, is that the straightest thing in the world? I don't know. Um, so, like, all guys have. Yeah. Would I? I don't think I would. would I, they- think gun- I think, I don't think I would. I, I think that, you know, so it's interesting. Uh, I, I don't know that I could even do it, even if it was, and I can't wait, I'm saying this, but like, even if it was two women, I don't know that I could. Because I feel like one of those people I probably care about.
1: What if it was and two randoms?
2: Two randoms?
1: Mm-hmm. And I'm, I
2: don't know. I mean, it's a. <laughs> <laughs> I don't see how that, first off, that scenario is just so far-fetched in any of my life experiences. I don't know. Maybe I'm just going to the wrong places. But that's another thing. Is like, I don't know. I feel like I'm at a point in my life where if I'm with someone intimate, I kind of want to know them. And I want that that to be like more of an experience. Okay. Like the whole random game, like for me, especially with COVID going on.
0: Okay. But in a situation where there was no COVID, I'm just asking like, if the situation would you, you're like, okay, maybe I would do it if I had a girlfriend and she also wanted to do it or maybe I would do it if two guys and a girl if I like knew the guy or if I didn't know the guy or the girl just like have you ever thought about it
2: yeah I I think it would have to be two women and I think it would have to be two that I don't have an emotional attachment to because I I would I would be concerned that if I was dating or married to someone you've you've heard this happen Mm -hmm. you know three people lie down and it's like two couples get up
0: Mm mm-hmm So you would people people will leave their wives.
2: They'll leave their wives for the other person, the threesome. uh they leave
0: their wives for other women too that they don't have threesomes
2: with? That's very true.
0: So you would never be in an open relationship.
2: I don't know. I don't. I don't know. I, I I've actually thought. I've I've actually thought about that, and I've fluctuated on that one because on the one hand. I think that you want to, I think a relationship should be just like you building intimacy with someone. And I think that mm-hmm. that's how you really like, can like, when you just really give yourself to someone and love them. Mm-hmm. And I think that's like one of the, like that, maybe the highest plane of life is just like that. that just yeah. like deep, deep connection. I've never felt, I've never like been there, like where I've been married to someone for 10 years. Right, and you're right, just right. like, like that, you know, cause it's compound, it's like compound interest. Like you want to compound you know your your love and your feelings over time mm-hmm. and and the experiences you share. Um, um what was the question again?
0: <laughs> <laughs> Would you ever be in an open relationship?
2: Oh, but on the other hand, I do feel like you know we're all kind of children of the universe, mm-hmm. and who am I to say who am I to quote unquote possess another human being for only me? Yeah, I
1: hear you. And it's
2: and I don't, but I but then it's like. I don't know what, here's the thing, I'm very like, I'm, I, I'm not risk averse, but when it comes to something like that, I would be like, I'm very much like, I want to cap my, my floor as high as possible. And I want to give myself as much ceiling as possible. Mm-hmm. So when I think about an open relationship, like to me, that's not a good floor because I just feel like it lends itself to like talking to you here in a bubble. It's easy, right? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I could do that. Like, I wouldn't be the jealous type. But then when actually you're with someone and they don't come home that night, that's yeah, a whole yeah, different, right? right? That's when, you, you know, the, uh, the rubber meets the road. Like, are mm-hmm. you going to be cool with it then?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: For sure. What I about just, you?
0: Have you answered I like that hearing other people's opinions about like monogamy and stuff because it's been something that I've like studied a
2: lot. I struggle um, with the idea of being with someone for my entire life. And and mm-hmm. I don't struggle with it from a sense. Uh, I I think I struggle with it from a sense of. I don't know. I, my parents are happy, and they're they've been married for forty plus years, mm-hmm. and I, but sometimes I'm just like, I don't know. It's, I, think, I, I I do think about it. I guess I can't. I I maybe never expressed it openly yeah. like It just seems. I don't know. I'm like same person forever. Like I don't know. Like when. I yeah. Mean,
0: Well, I feel like our society goes into this idea that your partner is going to adhere to all of your needs and be able, is going to be able to give you all of your needs. And they're going to be able to meet all of your needs in a relationship wise for the rest of your life. And that's just not usually feasible, you know, like one person, like needs change and desires change and, I think some people like have really great relationships, but they have really different ideas on how they want to have sex or how they want to like go about different things in their life. And so if you, some people, I think go in with the mindset that like, we're not going to be able to meet each other's needs all the time. And we are going to have different wants and desires and, if we are open about them and really like go on this journey together or separate, whatever that person or that couple decides could be really healthy. For me personally, I could see myself being in a marriage or relationship with someone. And then maybe after, I think it's important to establish, Dan Savage talks about this. It's really, really important to establish like a really good trusting whole relationship and then start inviting people in or, and then start like, um, doing things separately from each other because then you have that trust and that foundation there. Um, so I think that I would like be with someone and I don't think I would ever be in an open relationship where we both go off, fuck other people and come back and do our certain ways. But I can see myself being in a relationship where it's me and you and we find someone to like do a threesome with, whether that be a guy or a girl and like really go on that like sexual journey together.
2: sounded kind of fun though. I couple go with sentences. <laughs> you're like invite them all in swing <laughs> all the things I can't ima- I, I actually I can't imagine like I, I get that it happens but like
1: mm-hmm.
2: I just feel like that'd be kind of crazy to like look over like let's say you're doing the swinger thing like for, here's here's what the, the scenario in my head that always plays out we joke about okay. we joke about my buddies, but like mm-hmm. I'm gonna I'm gonna be the one who brings who brings a really popular wife to the party
0: <laughs> I love it that's
2: hilarious like you ever heard the the joke about like the, it's like the third guy in the porno? No. Like there's like a woman and there's like two guys and there's a third one just kind of like in the corner by himself. <laughs> like doing his own thing. That's kind of <laughs> like That's going to be you. Yeah, that's that's a nightmare scenario of every guy who like wants to be with an attractive yeah. woman. If you tried that, you're like, yeah, you know, I'm sure women will be into me, but like you just don't have any perception of your self-worth on the market anymore. And then yeah, you walk yeah, into there and all of a sudden, like, yeah, your you're significant other super popular and you're just like, I guess they'll grab some popcorn. Or
0: <laughs> What about if you're just in the same situation with her and that you have been open and say, like, uh, the big thing about threesomes is giving each other more attention than the actual third person. Like that's like just the rule of threesomes. And if you're a, a female male and inviting a woman, the woman in the relationship is like, the leader of the threesome so like whatever she says kind of goes that's like the unspoken rule with like yeah, you relationship have, threesomes
2: yeah you have i mean as a yeah it can't be about the guy
0: yeah so like everyone's both the guy and the girl are following the girl in the relationships like lead and like if she says there's no penetration then there's no penetration if she says this then like she kind of you know whatever and then if they're having one with a the guy then the guy in the relationship is kind
2: of like the leader i feel like this is like way too much thinking for this activity like it's just a lot of it sounds like i are like shit that. just do missionary fucking call it a day man no come on <laughs> I don't just kidding well yeah but you know it's like now i gotta balancing egos and all that kind for of sure. stuff and on a daily basis and just life is tough enough like i, I heard yeah. it's kind of like now, I don't I don't like that phrase happy wife happy life cuz yeah, think that's that,
1: shit.
2: Yeah, I think it's stupid. I think it's you got to have a you got to have a partnership but Great. I think there's something to be said for uh, simple is best. Keep okay. keep things simple, keep things easy. And I am not saying boring. I'm not saying Yeah, boring. you know, I feel about boring. <laughs> I'm not saying boring. I'm saying keep keep things simple. Like I think yeah. that you can really have a dynamic and maybe you do build a dynamic relationship with one person and then maybe maybe that does lead to, you know, an expansion at one point, but I, I think I'm with you. I'm with you on that point. Like you really got to build something super strong with one other person right. to be able to make that leap of faith. Because if, if not,
0: mm-hmm.
2: you're just really opening a Pandora's box and you yeah. don't know what's going to come out.
0: True, true. Well, thank you so much for coming on.
2: Thank you for having me. I'm answering good. my really uncomfortable questions. <laughs> I, you know what I say. I said this before. And I'll say it again. I want every day. I want someone to challenge me, mm-hmm. and I want to have. To, I want to have to grow. And I, I thank you for doing that. And don't Perfect. cut out anything. Leave it as it is. I, <laughs> I am completely yeah. comfortable in my own skin, Great. as red as it gets.
0: Great. And you're now
2: good. You're good at this. The conversation, the back and forth. Like I was even when we were doing it. Now I'm like, oh man, I gotta, I gotta take some more notes on that. She's pretty good. I would say yeah. that. I, I love what you're doing in terms of your overall mission and I think that men and women alike should take more time and really think about what's going on, not just gender but in society and take a deep breath. The world is not ending in fact the world's never been a better place. Every day every day yeah. someone de- every day someone old, from an older generation passes away and it is unfortunate but everyone from that, <laughs> that had those views is is eventually going to leave and every you know every day someone brand new new babies born that's going to be more diverse and more tolerant and a better human being so things are going to be okay people i
0: love that so much well thanks for coming
1: on got the hero's perspective inception from marshall texas my family broke connections with our slavery ancestry that day forward we were destined to change directions my graded western we gon get a piece of this pie same dream up in my eye that my daddy had in la when he watched the watch right now my city on fire from the latest protest stress be weighing down my neck need to find my inner balance need to focus on my talents not hits. everybody know why i came i spit a scheme to make them shake up their brain a nod heads i swear my mind transcends when the dj plays my band but it or if there's rain